Welcome to Dune in 10, our look into the books of Dune in roughly 10 minutes. In this installment, we'll be covering the second of the original Dune books, Dune Messiah, by Frank Herbert. The story opens with the Reverend Mother Mohayim, a guild navigator named Edric, a Talaxu face dancer named Skytail, all having a meeting convincing Irulan to join them in gaining control over Paul and his empire. They are safe from Paul's prescience because of Edric's involvement in the scheme, and since he's a navigator, his prescience blocks other prescience. It's revealed that Irulan has been feeding Cheney a contraceptive so that Paul might come to her instead for a royal heir, which she desperately wants to provide. Irulan joins the conspiracy out of this desire, and also out of fear of what these people might do to her if she does not. Their plan is to give Paul a gola of Duncan, Idaho, that will disrupt him in ways not yet revealed. When we catch up with Paul, we find him beaten by his 12-year jihad and what his rule has become. He's been driven into a messiah role that he can't fulfill and that is mesmerizing the masses. Meanwhile, some of the Fremen grow weary of the changes Paul has brought to Arrakis. There are even some who may have turned against him. Along with this, he must deal with living with Cheney's discontent over not being able to provide an heir for Paul. He sees a son in the future, but only at the cost of Cheney's life, which he can't bear to tell her or experience. He also sees a dark, unavoidable future filled with unknown loss, which he's been trying to postpone but is quickly approaching. Whilst working on quelling discontent in his people by making his government into a religion, Edric is appointed as an ambassador for the guild on Arrakis. Edric brings with him the gift of a golem entat of Duncan, Idaho, named Hate, for Paul. Paul sees the golem as a trap to undo him in some way, but chooses to embrace him. He cannot turn away Duncan no matter what form he is in, and Paul holds out hope that the Gola isn't just flesh regrown, but contains the real Duncan somewhere within. One of Haight's first assignments is to accompany Alia to the scene of a murder of a Fremen girl. The body is missing its head and hands and was left in the desert. No girl is reported missing, so an imposter is probably among the Fremen. During the return from this excursion, Alia and Haight begin a parry of words that leads to flirting and then a kiss. The seeds of their relationship are planted. It should be mentioned that throughout the, his interactions, Hate struggles with phantom memories and the feeling of there being something more within him, possibly his true self. Shortly thereafter, Cheney discovers the contraceptive she's been fed and pleads to Paul for vengeance against Irulan. Paul refuses, but can't bring himself to say why, which angers Cheney. Paul knows that Irulan's meddling actually prolonged Cheney's life, and he can't be angry with that. It isn't long after this discovery that Cheney becomes pregnant. However, due to the procedure of overcoming the contraceptive, the pregnancy is proceeding faster than normal, causing Cheney to need to eat and take spice constantly. In time, one of Paul's Fadaikin warriors, Othium, sends his daughter Lichna to tell Paul that he must come see him about a plot against the Emperor. Paul sees Lichna for what she is, the face dancer Skytail, for it must have been Lichna's body that was in the desert. However, Paul allows the game to play out and visits Othium. While at Othium's house, Paul is gifted Bijaz, a Tilaxu Gola who retains the names and locations of Fremen who plan to betray Paul. When leaving Othium's, Paul is aware of a darkness coming, and even though Bijaz warns him of a sense of danger, Paul cannot escape what is coming. A stone burner atomic goes off at the end of the street. The radiation from a stone burner targets the eye tissue and destroys it. Many of Paul's men and innocent bystanders are rendered blind. 
Paul orders that all who will accept be given new Tilaksu eyes so that they may not be forced to walk out into the desert like a blind Fremen would normally be. People are shocked because even though Paul has no eyes, he can still see due to his prescient abilities. Once back at the keep, BJS gets hate alone and triggers his Gola programming, telling him that when Paul tells him that Cheney has died, he will trigger and kill Paul. The orders stick, but hate has no recollection of receiving them. In time, BJS gives Alia the names of the traitors, and as Cheney's pregnancy grows to a close, the royal court heads to, to a siege to have the babies. Paul orders the traders be brought with them and kept there as well. Edric, Skytail as Leechna, Mohayim, and the ex Fadiken Korba are the traders. Paul can't bear to be with Cheney as she gives birth, knowing what is coming and seeks a vision of a future where he could save her. Cheney gives birth and dies in the process. Paul confides in hate that she is gone and his programming triggers. He raises his dagger against Paul, but is confronted with waves of resistance from himself. In that moment, all of Duncan's past memories are unlocked to him, and hate becomes Duncan once more, breaking the Tilaxu programming. Paul is relieved to have Duncan back with him, and the two make their way to Cheney's body, where Paul begins his mourning. Whilst in mourning over Cheney, Paul's future sight dissipates and he truly becomes blind. He st as he struggles with the loss of his wife and, the and sight, attendants tell him that he has twins and both are safe and healthy. This shocks Paul because he only saw a son in the future and not a son and daughter. Paul is led to his children and Skytail in the form of Leechna forces entry into the room. No longer carrying his ruse of Leechna, Skytail offers to make a goal of Cheney now that Duncan is proof that they can bring back its original memories. The temptation is great, and as he struggles with it, tensions grow high. In an effort to force Paul's hand, Skytail threatens the life of Paul's son with a knife. In this moment, Paul's vision returns, but it's not his vision, but that is seen through his son's eyes. He hears his son's consciousness in him, telling him to use his eyes, that both he and his sister are preborn due to the spice overdose Cheney had to take to keep up with the pregnancy. Paul uses this sight and the moment to throw a knife at Skytail and kill him. The visions fade once the deed is done, and Paul is left now actually truly blind. Not wanting to lexu eyes and bowing to old Fremen laws, Paul walks out into the desert. A blind man permitted one last time to walk with Shai Hulud. We see Duncan is distraught over this fact, but Stilgar reassures him that it's the right choice. Alia has been left as regent for Paul's children, and she orders all the traitors killed, all except Irulan, that is. For Irulan professes true remorse at the loss of Paul and Cheney, saying she loved him and didn't want death for either of them, and that she will give her life over to the task of raising the children. Her conviction is undeniable and she is accepted as caretaker. Alia is feeling the burden on all that is now on her shoulders and turns to Duncan for support, both in court and as her partner. The saga of Dune is far from over, but this brings us to the conclusion of Dune Messiah. Make sure to check out our main episode on Dune Messiah, where we discuss our many thoughts on the book, and look out for our listener feedback show for Dune Messiah, where we'll discuss your comments and more. Remember, you can send your comments to us via email at dunesagapodcast at gmail.com, on Facebook at facebook.com slash dunesagapodcast, or by calling them into our voicemail number at 1-260-577-2428. So once again, for the Dune Saga Podcast, I'm David Moulton, and may Shai Halud clear the path before you.